Hello and welcome to episode two of the Rhythms Podcast. Uh, This is a spiritual formation project where we seek to share tangible spiritual rhythms and practices. This week we're actually going to be exploring the practice of Sabbath. So glad you tuned in. Uh, We would love for you to subscribe, follow, and if you enjoy the podcast, give us a review. Uh, So the practice of Sabbath. We see the origin of Sabbath actually in the first chapter of the Bible, uh, Genesis, in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. It reads... So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all of his work. And God blessed the seventh day, and he declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So here we see in the first book of the Bible, the second chapter here, this idea of resting and Sabbath in the seventh day. And what's interesting to me about uh, the particular verbiage of the scriptures here is that we see a holiness in time, not necessarily in space or in thing. Uh, Holy in Sabbath here isn't a reference to a particular place like a sanctuary or a home. It's referenced as a day, the seventh day. And uh, to give us a little bit of imagery to go off of here, And I know we haven't gone through the entire creation account, but everything prior to Genesis 2 here, the Lord is creating uh, really everything that we see around us now. And he's referencing over and over again, and it was good, and it was good. And then we get here to chapter 2, and the Lord institutes this seventh day, this Sabbath day, and he names it holy. So the imagery I want us to have is if the good things are the base of the mountain, then holy is the summit. It's the pinnacle. So he created the first six days as good, but that seventh day was holy. In the next book of the Bible, in Exodus, uh, the Ten Commandments are instituted. And one of those Ten Commandments is that we must remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And then if we flip um, quite a few books ahead to the New Testament, we see Jesus himself and his perspective of this Sabbath day of keeping the Sabbath holy in Mark chapter 2. And a lot of folks reference this. It's really interesting. And we see the ways of Jesus in Scripture. I don't know about you guys, but it really blows my mind (laughs) to see his response um, just to some of the concepts that maybe we read about in the Old Testament, but his perspective on them is not legalistic. It's lifestyle oriented. So in Mark chapter two, Jesus says the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even over the Sabbath. And to give you guys a little bit of context here, uh, Jesus and his disciples are actually walking through a grain field and his disciples are hungry and they're breaking off a few of the heads of grain to eat them. Like they're hungry and this is food. Uh, Imagine if you are walking through a random field or down a street and you come across an apple tree and you skipped lunch that day, you're probably going to help yourself to an apple to hold you over. And that's what's taking place here. Meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, the Pharisees had accused Jesus by saying they are harvesting grain on the Sabbath, which would have gone against the rest and not working that was instituted there in Genesis and later in Exodus with the Ten Commandments. And that, um, I guess, proposed or uh, resulted in Jesus's response. Now, for me personally, um, the Sabbath has been on my mind, really probably for the past 12 to 18 months, um, not something I really thought about much growing up or in my earlier years, but in the past year, year and a half, I felt maybe a deeper conviction or awareness to if, if God himself, the creator of the universe, spent a day resting and then instituted that for us, what could that mean for me here today? And I don't mean by any stretch of the imagination that I've mastered it, but I will say that um, it has been life-giving it has been uh, necessary, and it is something that I desire deeply to uh, share with you about today. So to kind of think in what your average seven-day week looks like, it's my assumption, and I think it's a safe assumption, that six days a week, we all live under the tyranny of doing, whether that's work or school or chores at home or family tasks, we are probably always doing. Even if that doing looks like scrolling or shopping or whatever your ing is, my assumption is that we all have a lot of ings taking place throughout our day and throughout our weeks, whereas the Sabbath and on the Sabbath, we experience the rest of being. So six days a week, we live under the tyranny of doing. On the Sabbath, we experience the rest of being. And sometimes I think, at least I believe, but I'll say we believe, that though the world was created long before us, we fall into the thought process that creation will not survive or sustain without our participation, even for just one day. If we don't do the laundry, if we don't buy lunch for that person, if we don't paint that bedroom, if we don't send that email, the world will not sustain. And as we say that out loud, sure, it sounds crazy, but that's what our habits are saying for themselves. The Sabbath, I believe, shows us that the world may have our hands, but our soul belongs to someone else. So even though our hands are busy all week long, engaged in doing tasks and chores, and etc. Our soul belongs to someone else and the Sabbath shows that. So what does the Sabbath look like? What should this day, the seventh day, um, this 24-hour period, what should it entail? So I would say that scripture would tell us that it means abstaining from work, uh, both paid and unpaid. And this isn't necessarily for, um, not necessarily, it's definitely not for laziness, but it's for rest and rejuvenation. If we see labor and what we do for our job or what we study in our classroom as a craft, that we have grown and perfected, then I would say that perfect rest is an art. It takes time and intentionality to perfect that as well. If we revisit uh, Genesis in the passage that I read earlier, we see that on the seventh day, God finished his work. 
So it actually shows us that there is some level of intentionality and effort around that seventh and Sabbath day. And I believe that intentionality and effort is to create rest, to create tranquility and serenity and peace and repose, that that is going to take effort. It's not just going to come to us. In a sense, I believe that that seventh and Sabbath day is actually detaching ourselves from the world. And I don't know if you guys have much experience with Velcro or detaching anything, but there's some pulling that takes place. <laughs> um, there's, you know, different particles that have to be disconnected in order to detach from the world and attach to the spirit. And I referenced Velcro there or stickers or tape or whatever you want to think of in your mind because our society has conditioned us. It's conditioned us to need and to do and to engage, but we must be independent of those things, of that doing, of that achieving. And instead, we must see the rest that is offered to us the rest and the peace that we can engage instead. I believe that the Sabbath is a taste of the world to come and that our life should be a pilgrimage to that seventh day. Pete Scazzaro in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, gave four, I think, simple steps of what it looks like to engage and participate in Sabbath, looking at a 24-hour period and saying, what should I do with my time here? How do I even begin to practice this? And those four things and steps that Pete lined out were stop, rest, delight, and worship. So stop cease all work, whether it's paid or unpaid. What I mean by that is some of us have jobs and and then we have jobs at home, right? Like we have to take out the trash, we have to do the dishes, we have to do the laundry. Uh, Maybe there are other unpaid jobs in your life, but both paid and unpaid, cease all work. Embrace your limits. We're human beings. If God himself had a seventh day where he rested, if out of the week he set aside one seventh of his time to rest, I know I require at least that as a finite human being. We are not indispensable. The world will keep going. And our to-do list Guys, it's never going to end. There's always going to be more projects. There's always going to be more uh, items that are needed to accomplish and to check off. But God is on the throne. He is the one in control. And as we stop, we reiterate that truth with our actions. Next, we're called to rest. Accept God's invitation here. Rest is a beautiful thing. He rested after his work of creation. So engage in activities that restore and replenish you. For some people, that's napping or reading. For others, it might be hiking or eating good food, enjoying hobbies. This can look different for all of us, but what it does require from all of us is to set aside time during the week to tend to those routine tasks of life. Pay your bills ahead of time. Clean ahead of time. Fix whatever's broken around the house ahead of time so that you have set aside that time. You have set it apart for Sabbath rest. Next, we delight 
In Genesis 1 verse 31, the Lord said that creation was very good. And we on the Sabbath are to join in the celebration of his creation. We are to enjoy and delight in his creation and all the gifts that he offers us in it. All the different gifts around us. We are to delight in what God has given us in his creation. And lastly, we worship We ponder in the love of God as the central focus of our Sabbath day. We recognize the hidden ways of God's goodness at work in our lives everywhere around us. I'm not saying we spend the whole day in prayer or studying scripture. Those are good things and they may be a part of your Sabbath. But on that Sabbath, we intentionally look for God's grandeur in everything from people to food to art. Maybe it's in babies or sports or hobbies or music. Whatever that is for you, we are intentional about looking for the evidence of God's love in all of the things he has given us to enjoy. So everyone, Sabbath is a 24-hour block of time in which we stop work, enjoy rest, practice delight, and worship God. And I would challenge you to make this an integral, necessary, can't live without it part of your everyday weekly rhythm.